Is it it's re- yeah, it's recording. Okay. So you need to press the button. Oh, <laughs> I don't like what? how mean you're being to me. <laughs> I just got a little excited. First, you said no to my Clementine. I well, and then you, I have blood oranges. I'm fighting scurvy. I you you say that you could I'm do fighting. that with multivitamins, right? No. Okay. Scurvy has a come is making a comeback. I was reading about it in Poor People, and you're not technically a poor person yeah i know but i don't know in what ways people are poor that's <laughs> okay. why i'm trying to give them oranges. you're emotionally rich you're rich in love you're you got moderately scurvy <laughs> and i'm trying to give you some clementine some emotional clementine here take them take they were like real physical i think you want me to fight a physical scurvy but i got checked out by my doctor does my face look brighter um I, I don't know. <laughs> this is how models are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey. Hey, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Unlearn. And I'm Kat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Misha. And today, we're going to talk about beauty and fashion. Ooh, so. something I need to get better at. I, I like your style. Thanks, but I have a particular style in mind that I'm aiming for, mm-hmm. but I haven't reached that place. Plus, your curls look real good today. Thank you. I, I braided them. Oh, nice. You should do more braid outs. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> also, her lip color looks really good today. So thank she's you. Just like thank overall, you. Just beautiful. And I got a scarf one. You always have a scarf one. That's true. I love scarves. I was like, scarves are kind of your jam. I love them. Uh, so, yeah. So, beauty and fashion. But first, we're going to do this week in politics Politics. so super tuesday was a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. and as as we all unfortunately know donald trump is likely to be the nominee trump Trump. he's likely to be the nominee for the for republican for for the republican candidacy in our bullshitty two-party system i like trump you're but keep go go cat i'll get back i'll get to that later girl you're this close to ending our friendship (laughs) Uh, okay so particularly um there's been a lot of i guess okay everyone so from the beginning of the campaign trump was like basically like yeah i'm gonna say some real racist shit and no one's gonna really stop me it's only gonna make me stronger and so, I mean, it started off with, like, his very bold statement about Mexican people, which is ugh, wildly mm-hmm. inaccurate mm-hmm. and gross and xenophobic. And, I mean, he started off real bold off the bat. I think it's really funny that when the, like, Grand Archduke or what the fuck ever of the KKK was like, yep, Donald Trump's my boy. <laughs> and, like, I and, like, everyone, if you're into the KKK, you should vote for Donald Trump. And, like, Donald Trump, even though he's, like, he's been a hardcore racist, he's been saying he's, like, trying to distance himself from racist. But, like, that's your fan base. That's who mm-hmm. goes to your rallies. And for, I mean, the best example of that is that there has been several videos of black students going to your rallies, not not saying a word. They're not chanting Black Lives Matter. They're just at your rallies. And they are being accosted by security and by the police and being escorted out. As they're being escorted out, 
they're you can actively <laughs> see white people shouting out the n-word just like shouting it out and throwing stuff at them and making stabbing motions towards them and like trying to and, and like physically harming them in some cases and it was like a little too 1950s 1960s sit-in like civil rights yeah it was a little really like this is why i like trump let right, me tell you, I'm Kat. A, I'm gonna let you. Let me tell you. Do you? Because Southerners really like Trump. Let so. me tell you. It ain't for the same reason that my fellow Southerners like Trump. Okay. I like Trump because in the last ten years, people have been like, "We're in a post-racial America. Racism <laughs> is fixed." I. The one thing I am thankful for when it comes to Donald Trump is he has showed all of these liberal white people that racism has not gone away. And now that there's like this figurehead where all these races are coming together and mm-hmm. they're like, we have our like grandmaster now and you see all this <laughs> violence coming out at the, at the rallies, people are like, oh my God, our country's so racist. Nah, duh. We've been trying to tell you this for, for years and y'all over here like, oh, America's post-racial. Thank you, Donald Trump, for bringing all of the races together, <laughs> for stabbing black people for for not denouncing your people mm-hmm. when you're when they're clearly being racist because now tons of articles are coming out about how like he's uniting the races oh look how many <laughs> racists there are we've been knowing this when you got brown skin you know this right thank you donald trump for teaching the white people that's all i'm saying <laughs> for, for teaching the white liberals that like racism is alive and well exactly and, you just got it and looks almost quite similar to how it did 50 60 years ago he's given them the confidence to (laughs) come out basically like think about it think about it think about it like i've known racists i've known people who 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 marched in the kkk i don't know personally but now they have this person who's like saying all this racist stuff who's like really believing this racist stuff that he's saying or or who doesn't even think that what he's saying is racist and so all these white supremacists are like exactly see that's not racist that's just that's just the way things are that's just the fact all all like all of you colored people are all inferior and donald trump is just speaking the truth exactly thank you (laughs) and so now all these people are like how people who follow donald trump must be so stupid y'all racism is alive and well and it don't make sense but you know what now you can all see what we have been knowing yeah thank you donald trump that was such a great point because if i ever hear one more person say we're in a post-racial society all i have to say is donald trump and his legion of fans (laughs) tell me what that is literally he is the reason it's scary to me it's not that I didn't know racism existed. It's like they get a little too confident now. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, go, please, at least when y'all had the hoods on, it was like, okay, <laughs> you're wearing the hoods because you we, we all know you're a little ashamed right. of this, you know? Right. But now y'all just like coming out with the hoods <laughs> off, stabbing girls with pins. I just, right. ugh. Just we're go. here we're racist right? get used to it. <laughs> we have somebody who's fine with our racism. That means we can just be all out in public with it. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean... All I've ever wanted is for when I call you out for being a racist, for you to be like, yeah, yeah, I hate you, inward. Like, 
I would rather you be real with your racism. Exactly. I mean, I'd rather you, okay, honestly, I prefer that you not be racist and accept every human as a human being. But if you're going to be racist, just tell don't, me. don't lie. Don't be all, don't act offended when I call you a racist. And like, oh, no, I have, I have a black friend. And like, and that's like, and it's really just your mailman. Like, don't, <laughs> don't. Your maid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, work with black people. Do you mean they work for you? Because that's different. That is very different. Mm. I'm just saying, you know, I don't think there are any racists listening to our show because they will not like it. They will mm. not want it. They don't want to hear us. I honestly but. don't think a lot of people really think they're racist, though. Like, yeah. I don't think that people, one, fully grasp how wide racism is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they truly understand how deep it goes. Like... I mean, you know, I have half my family's white and I I think they say some pretty racist stuff. But because the other half is black, they're just like, there's no way we can be racist. Like to them, that makes sense because they're in close relationship with these people. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, I don't know about that. (laughs) I just don't think people know sometimes. And I don't know how to really break it down to them. Like. Just because you slept with like seventy four black people, I just threw out a number that, that has nothing to do with my family. This is just in general. That doesn't mean that you're not racist. That right. just means you like sleeping with black people. I don't, you know, like, just people making wrong connections. I think. Anyway, I'm gonna stop ranting. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's looking. I guess it's currently looking like it's going to be Hillary and Donald. I, I, I was feeling the burn. I, and I mean, like, everyone. I It's so easy to understand why people feel the burn. Because yeah. you want to believe that there is hope in the world. Mm-hmm. But there's Yo, not. Y'all barely been preaching that mess, that consistent message for so long. The kind of great thing about, like, Bernie and his message, he's, like, forced Hillary to change with him. Mm-hmm. You know, so like what's been on Bernie's agenda, Hillary has put on her agenda because mm-hmm. she wants to capture the liberal youth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in a way, Bernie Sanders is ultimately achieving his goal and he's he's dictating the conversation mm-hmm. in the Democratic race. So I, I mean, like I both say of like, them. I'm like, do your thing, Bernie. I like it. I like both of them. Yeah. I would vote for either one of them. Let's just yeah. say that. And be cool if they like paired up and mm-hmm. they're oh on my the God. same ticket. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's like something to consider. But we can, as well, we get closer. What if they put Obama on the Supreme Court? Oh! But Obama is not a practicing judge. Look, what if he becomes one, and then eventually, and then eventually, within eight, within eight years? Oh, that's kind of kind of soon. I mean, that would be dope. That'd be dope as hell. Because crazier those, things have happened. Yeah, like Trump. Do uh, you know who'd be like better? Trump rising through the ranks. That's crazy. Do you know who'd be better on the Supreme Court? Who is it? Michelle Obama. Oh my God, <laughs> that would be even better. That would be incredible. <laughs> Michelle, start start working on becoming a judge because I'm pretty sure you were a bomb ass lawyer. I'm just making assumptions. I'm making I like assumptions you so too, much. I feel like but you'd be a great judge. Yo, I bet she came over the face. <laughs> oh. I bet she could who take down. Who does her like, hair? I don't choose a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yo, that hair be blowing in the wind. I watched a video <laughs> yesterday of her visiting a garden. Speaking of beauty, it was like her hair was literally blowing like a white person's hair. I had to take a second look. I was like, what? 
What? <laughs> Michelle, who does your hair? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know if it's relaxer. I don't know if they just really go with a hot comb. I don't know what kind of. I think she has relaxed hair. I've never seen it curly ever. Like I've never seen know. like they her really true did. curls. I have no idea, but that it was blowing. <laughs> it was blowing. It was amazing. <laughs> I well, I guess like uh, on that note, let's like get down to ideas of black beauty Mm. and thank you michelle for such a great transition (laughs) thank you for being black and beautiful michelle obama um (laughs) so i guess like we want to cover a lot in black it's such a big giant spectrum of like black beauty Mm -hmm. and i don't we're not going to get into the like socio-political social-historical social-political aspect of like colorism Maybe on another show. I have so much prettier than you because I'm light-skinned. Yeah, like, (laughs) one day Misha joked with me, or we were walking and joking, and she said, yeah, I'm better than you because I, if we were slaves, I'd be a house slave and the daughter (laughs) of the master. And I was like, yeah, I would. I'd be straight up on the cotton field. That's that's true. That was a joke for everyone who's listening. It's a joke. We can joke about something. (laughs) Misha thinks she's better than me because she's half white, because she's the master's daughter, but whatever. Whatever. (laughs) I'm not kidding anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I am. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so something that I'm kind of, that I want to talk about, I, so I just found like this app that is, that shows like color, make different makeup colors like eyeshadows lipsticks just like swatches on people of my skin tone and i'm like because i never you take like such a chance when you're black and you're buying makeup mm-hmm. and i'm not even going to talk about how ridiculous the makeup is i don't like that my foundation color on like the queen latifah's line is called like spicy brown <laughs> there is nothing spicy about me it's always food it's always <laughs> I always I don't want to be flavorful. What? Okay, <laughs> it's like I I don't feel like being flavorful. Just put this. Just give me this foundation. Yeah. Um, what for other people would be like medium tan. Yeah. <laughs> Light beige. Okay. Right. Chocolate cake for you, cat. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but like, okay, this is like semi off topic. We'll get back to it. But if we ever did describe like white people as food, we like. She walked in with her marshmallowy complexion. <laughs> with her raw cookie dough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, that's more of my skin tone, raw cookie dough. I you think so. Mm, you're if like I slightly. Rub, if I rub raw cookie dough on my face, <laughs> you would be. You would not know the difference between my skin and the you're cookie You're like dough. a slightly cooked cookie dough. Okay. I can, you're I can you're like maybe five minutes in the oven, but what you does really that make need like you? ten. Um, I think my skin Your color... chocolate raw cookie dough. What's a chocolate raw cookie dough? Um, chocolate cookies. I think like... That are raw. Okay. I, but those are like, I feel like those are darker than my skin tone because they look more, they're more of a, like a fudge color, like a dark fudge color. Yeah, okay, look, I didn't want to say your chocolate chip cookie dough that has been a little burned, okay? I didn't want to <laughs> say that. I was trying... To make it a nicer that cookie is like comparison. calling me cookie dough is like not nice. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just I made myself laugh. <laughs> I would say that I'm probably between a 
medium brown and a dark brown, probably closer to dark brown. Whatever it is, beautiful. Thank you. Um, Oh, but this app. Oh, yeah. So you can see it on like people who are darker. Um, And it's it's, so it's so it's really awesome. It's called Color Swatch. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yeah. So is this just for you to just like put makeup on your face or is it like you look at popular brands and then it puts them on somebody of different skin tones so then you can see what it's look like? It, it they like. so it um follows a few like darker complexion YouTube beauty bloggers mm-hmm. and they're sampling a variety of popular um beauty products and foundations, mm-hmm. etc. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. And I'm excited that about that. Cool. Because I f- I, anytime I look at like color swatches, it's always on like white people. I'm just like, oh, this doesn't apply. It's going to show up completely differently on my complexion. Sometimes I don't think people understand that like one color can look completely different based off of your skin tone. Like I have this really bright lipstick. Well, I thought it was bright. Mm-hmm. It looks bright on me. And then when my white friends put it on and it looked real dark, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it would have been helpful to have that app. <laughs> Well, like one of the one of the YouTube beauty stylists people was she was like saying how like some of her like lighter complexion and some of her white viewers would like put in the comments that she that she didn't put on the right color because like on them it's a totally different shade. So they would like actively accuse her of like using labeling the wrong color, like using the wrong color. And she's like, no, guess what? I'm a different color than you. <laughs> it was, yeah. In case you're blind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a different race. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm like glad that like, you know, you know, black girls are doing it for ourselves because no one's going to. Well, that makes me so mad that we have to see another example of white people being like, why aren't you doing this for us? <laughs> Get off my blog. <laughs> That's what I would <laughs> Um, and just like, I don't even, I don't even know what to say to the makeup industry because y'all are not catering me, but there are like a few, there's a few brands out there, but I don't know if I'm particularly satisfied with it. I I will even say, I don't think that a lot of the makeup brands get the nuance in, in brown people's Mm -hmm. color. Like to me, it all looks like just brown it's like yo some people got red and yellow undertones too we need some variety and like blue undertones (laughs) yeah right yeah it's not just like true brown right people be walking around looking like mud some people do (laughs) but some people don't some people aren't just like oh you know plain brown you know well i mean i guess that's what happens when you have melanin Mm mm-hmm it gets far more complex. Than I got some reds, some yellows. I don't have many blues. Yeah, you seem like a fall. You look really good in like burnt orange colors, auburn. Like, mm. I think you're a fall. You always look nicest in the fall anyway. I guess this is my first spring with you. It's our first spring together. It won't be good. <laughs> I hate. I just. Fall and winter is my favorite, speaking of fashion, because I love the clothing. Mm-hmm. When you get to spring and then the, I get that everything's coming to life, <laughs> but then it's like, it's getting all muggy and then you get to summer and it's just hot and you're sweating and I just don't feel like being cute. I'm like, I just want to be in the air. How did or you in stay in the South for so long? That's like, why I'm not in the South anymore. <laughs> I purposely left 
because I couldn't. Cat, you would do your makeup, you would do your hair, you would walk outside, it would all be over in ten seconds. <laughs> I don't see how people do it. I so I, I mean I feel that on like the hair front, having like natural hair, and you know working on this just twisting, spending like an hour twisting your hair, mm-hmm. only to have your twist out shrink within like five minutes of being mm. in the hot humid air yeah and you reach to the you reach to the point where you're like not today weather i'm not, not gonna today. let you steal my joy so you just stop wearing twist outs and get braids i'm gonna tell you how you know in the south if your hair is about to be effed up when you open a door and you hear the cicadas <laughs> it's over just walk back in because your hair is about to be messed up from the time you hear them little thing I can't do the sound. That was me trying to be a cicada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you know what a cicada sounds like? Yeah, we have them. <sighs> uh, so what about like beauty and clothing and style? Did you want to talk about Mish? Oh, I have a very specific question I have to ask. So recently... I've been following a lot of blogs, a lot of Instagrams. I myself do like head wraps. Um, but I've noticed that a, a lot of African-Americans, not like Africans who are not living in America, but like African-Americans are starting to wear patterns of like African patterns, um, head wraps, that kind of stuff. And there have been some pushback from people who are like, yo, you're not really African. Why are you wearing that? I went to this thing at Yale, for example. Um, it was like this Afro-cultural conference thing mm-hmm. when it was talking about beauty and fashion, the thing I was going to. And one of the ladies, or maybe two or three of the women on the panel were like, why are you trying to dress like us? Like, stop wearing our style. Like, you're your own people. You're not African. Like, stop trying to wear what we're wearing. And I just thought it was so interesting. First of all, I was like, yo, we didn't ask to be taken. Right. <laughs> we're, I'm sorry that your ancestors were spared, but mine were, were, but mine were We not. all came from, like, the same place. So it was the first time I had, you know, heard... Like women speaking on beauty, speaking on like African beauty and basically being like African-American women, like stop trying to dress like us. Anyway, so I wanted to know what you thought about this specifically since you are like you do have like direct African heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you think about it in general? I know it's a vague question. Yeah. But- I mean, like my family is OK. Like I don't physically dress in like African garb, but like I've like been to like a West African wedding where they've dressed me for it. And like I, I don't know. It's like kind of. It's maybe it's not a big like. I've gotten no pushback from my mm-hmm. family, but I guess like like they they would like they allow their own children mm-hmm. to wear it, and their children are Americans, mm-hmm. and technically, well, Black Americans are like I don't know what to call like first generation, like first second generation African children because. Black Americans have this history, this lineage that derives from slavery, mm-hmm. while which is not present for mm-hmm. African for like children of parents who immigrated mm-hmm. from Africa. So I don't I don't know if I should call them African American. I mean, let's just yeah yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, no, but that's a good point. Um, I so like my cousins, mm-hmm. their parents are totally cool with it. It's like normal for them mm-hmm. too. 
Um, I think it's it's different for me because I am part a part of it in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my my mom's side of the family, like my black like lineage from slavery side of the family doesn't I don't know we we don't try to we don't like normally wear I think maybe once or twice I've seen like my aunt in a dishy or something mm-hmm. kind of crazy like that I I don't know what to say because I find it I think that as black people we should mm-hmm. be allowed to mm-hmm. as like black Americans we should be allowed to wear African garb it's kind of like I can understand it's like different it's not like you're telling the way that you described it it was as if you're telling like a like indian person is telling a white person not to wear a sari mm-hmm. because that's not your heritage that's kind, kind of, of that's kind of how it did maybe that's not how the women meant it at the mm-hmm. panel i was at but that's kind of what it felt like yeah yeah and i feel that we are too closely connected as a people mm-hmm. for for like for us not to be able to be accessible to that mm-hmm. like level of fashion and kind of like you said, we didn't ask to come here. Mm-hmm. Like our my mom's family didn't. Okay, my dad asked to come here. He like chose <laughs> to fly to America. He literally so, chose. <laughs> <laughs> but like my mom's side of the family, like they didn't have a choice, and I don't think you should necess- like mm-hmm. punish punish us because we like that side my my family didn't have a choice to come so i've i don't know i think it's kind of a bullshit where mm-hmm. it's like don't wear dashiki and mm-hmm. don't wear like um african clothing or you guys you guys wear are like prints on it you know yeah it's and then at the same time are we so like you'll see pictures <laughs> you know have to after like major sports events where after like the super bowl or the world series like they have two sets of shirts printed like one saying the winners are the world champions and then one saying the losers are the world champions so like less who who lost to the super bowl this year the cam newton Panthers. Cam, yeah <laughs> so <laughs> the so uh, like the next day a huge shipment of like panthers like panther super bowl champions shirts got shipped to africa am i gonna be like no y'all can't wear there's no nfl there you guys don't play american football you can't wear that stuff it's not, it's not exactly the yeah. same it's not exactly the same they whatsoever. didn't even win the super bowl dang they were just like here's our leftovers we made a mistake yeah and, and like and the whole they have to print them out really quickly and have them readily available for the second that it happens because mm-hmm. people want to go online and order that shit really quickly mm-hmm. and they want to like go to the store and have it ready for them the next day. I mean, so they have to have like these mass quantities, but mm-hmm. they they end up they usually end up shipping it to like developing nations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what else can you do with them? Well, at least they know where Carolina is now. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, it's like me. But, I mean, could you, like, almost make an argument saying, like, well, I don't like when African people wear American clothing. Mm-hmm. Western, quote, Western. Yeah, or, like, just dress West in, like, in a Western style. Well, because for me, and maybe this is also different since I'm half white. I don't know. But, I mean, if you think about it, you know, African Americans are this, they're this group of people who basically have been like creating their own culture in many ways. Mm-hmm. And the way that a lot of people dress, especially when it comes to like professional gear is very like Western male centric. And I feel like 
you know, dressing in a way where even if it's like, you know, I want a, a, to wear a skirt, a cute skirt with like this type of print on it. For me, it's not saying like, oh, I'm African. Mm-hmm. It's saying like, this is a part of my history, yeah. like a part of something that came before this like very tragic history. And it's something that I'm trying to reconnect with, like right. knowing that I'm not necessarily like African. Um but to also hear about the head wraps as well, because I mean, for me, it's like, dang, these they are they're fashion head wraps, not mm-hmm. necessarily like the actual like you know huge ones. But for me, it was like these are just kind of nice when you're having a bad hair day, right. <laughs> you can just throw that thing on and be like, don't look under this, don't look under this. Yeah, I just feel like we should be bonded and united in our in our skin colors because like certain certain things look better with our skin tone and certain mm-hmm. things. And certain styles and certain prints work better with our skin tones mm-hmm. and like wraps are really nice when mm-hmm. your hair is not like, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but like if your hair is, if your hair has any level of like mm-hmm. major curl or kink mm-hmm. to it, like let's just all like share in this and mm-hmm. not Appreciate. find other ways to pit ourselves against each other. Mm-hmm. It ain't like I'm appropriating yeah <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> okay <laughs> that's so true <laughs> dang i mean like can i just wear this and y'all leave me alone and then like is it do they also feel the same way about like black people living in brazil or black people mm-hmm. living in london or mm-hmm. or is it just like american black people i'm not i I'm not sure if it was for everybody because I think this one, like the question, I I even forget the question that was asked, but I feel like it was posed from like a woman in the audience who was talking about African-Americans trying to reconnect Mm -hmm. through fashion. Mm -hmm. So specifically situations where there's a like inherited history of not necessarily willingly coming to other places. Mm-hmm. So I, there was, I think there was also a woman of African descent from some Central American country, I think. And the the two women from Africa had similar pushback to her when it came to like the African clothing thing. It was just interesting. It was just interesting to me. Okay, I have an outlandish theory. Mm-hmm. Do you think that maybe African women don't want black women wearing their styles because it's a slippery slope from a black woman wearing a style and rocking a style to a white woman wanting to wear, to like being the, the, another Rachel Dolezal and wanting mm-hmm. to like wear that stuff? Do you think it's because it's like, I mean, it's, yeah, the only way to describe it is like a slippery slope before. Um, why appropriation <laughs> occurs or like other mm. forms of appropriation you know th- i think that's a good question because in some ways i can kind of see that especially do you know the head wraps i'm talking about mm-hmm. right yeah yeah because like on a lot of the really popular instagrams specifically of where like black women are producing their own he- head wraps for other black women to buy like even some of their models are are white women hmm. who are like where i can't think of i remember seeing one of them and being like <gasps> why is this woman wearing this right. design? But I mean, I can see how that could be the case because, you know, you have like this, these beautiful head wraps that are being worn by like different shades of women, like different 
women of color and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden like this white woman pops up and she's wearing this wrap <laughs> and you're like why i don't understand why do you need this your hair is soft it doesn't need any protection <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i i in some ways can see it but i i feel like the the major reason this is a hypothesis i have no idea why <laughs> but it's i think it comes from like a pride thing where it's like you're literally not African. Like you do have, like, we're sorry about this tragic history that you've had. We get that you, somebody in your ancestors came from our land, but you are not African. You never will be African. Like you won't speak our languages. You won't know what it's like to like live in this culture unless you like move back or something, you know? And for I guess for people who are trying to connect, maybe maybe in in their eyes, like this is a very superficial way to connect. Again, but from my perspective, it's like one of the most solid ways of doing it. Yeah, it's an outward expression of being like, I'm, I'm proud kind of, of have proud African of this. heritage. Yeah. yeah. All I'm saying is, my children will be rocking some cool patterns, and we'll be wearing. But some what if your what if your kids are only a quarter black? At what point? How much blackness do you have to have in you for it to not be appropriation? I think while my children are not aware, I can do what I want. Because when I'm rocking my my afro, I wish somebody would come up to me and be like, your children should be wearing that. I'd be like, do you look at my hair? I've earned the right to put this on my child. I think when my child decides how they want to identify, then I'll have the conversation. I'm not, I don't know if I necessarily agree with this whole one drop rule thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, cause it's kind r- of like, kind of ridiculous. Yo, um, mm-hmm. anyway, I'm not going to go down that whole line, <laughs> but I think that even being one fourth black is not, is enough to be like, here's a part of your history. Mm-hmm. I think when you get to like one eighth, one sixteenth, then it gets a little slippery because it's clearly like, you can't look at your parents and see the. I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I, I mean, I was just, it. like, pondering. What do you think about that as somebody who's about to have biracial children and then who may, in fact, have their own biracial children? hmm So, I mean, maybe this won't be a reality for you for your children. Yeah. But this could be a reality for their children. Yeah. Um. I Well, I would predict what's happening in the lives of my future grandchildren but that's like a smooth 50 years down the mm-hmm. road so i cannot say neither mm-hmm. here or there what i can't say what america is going to be like mm-hmm. i can't just say if like america is still going to exist like mm-hmm. lord knows what's going to happen in 50 years kind of exciting <laughs> to think about it but i mean trump is going to ruin us all yeah <laughs> like like if I mean, for all I know, over the next four years, Trump is going to be president and then every nation in the world sends bombs to America and murders all Americans. Like, for all I know, we're going to be dead because of Trump. Hmm. Just a theory, but... (laughs) Can I say what I think my question is getting at, though? Yeah, yeah. Is, I think your question hits on what makes you authentically black. Mm -hmm. Like, what level of concentration makes you authentically black mm-hmm. and therefore gives you access to things that are quote authentically mm-hmm. black for me i think as somebody who has struggled with what it means to be quote authentically black 
and who has like this isn't something that just was a given to me because of my whole like white family being raised by my white family it's something that i've had to like think about in a very specific way and i don't know how that will necessarily transfer when i have kids if those kids are only one fourth black Mm -hmm. you know i so to answer your question i think it's going to be all about how I guess like your children are perceived like mm-hmm. what ethnicity if they're not perceived to be black it mm-hmm. could look real shady if they're like rolling through with like head wraps and mm-hmm. especially like let's let's just say like their hair is straight or just mm-hmm. like lightly curled mm-hmm. I if they're not perceived by the outside world as black I think that they have less tangible access to their heritage and to their history mm-hmm. and to expressing that outwardly mm-hmm. That's so interesting because I think especially if my children are walking with me and it's very clear that their parent is black, Mm -hmm. no matter how the child looks, I think, uh, I don't know. I I guess I don't know. What about when they're adults and they're... See, that's the difference in my head is that when... I think it's different from when your child is when your child is smaller and when your child is old enough to understand. I mean, like when your child is little, like you basically make all the decisions for them. Yeah. And at that point, it's literally like, how do I want my child to walk through the world, especially when they're with me? Like, I don't know what race their father will be. Mm-hmm. If their father is black, this will not be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> but if their father is not black, then, you know, I might think about whether or not. I'm putting them in a head wrap and sending them on their way. But if they're walking with me or something, or if I'm with them, I don't think it's something that I would even think about. Even like take a second to think about, because I would just be like, look at me. But I mean, it does. God, I think this is such an interesting question because then it brings up the whole idea of like when black people adopt children who aren't necessarily Mm -hmm. black when you have fully black children who don't look black, mm-hmm. does that mean that they necessarily can't wear, wear these styles or because they can say, no, I'm like half black or I'm a hundred percent black. I just don't look black. They can, I, they have access. I still like, I know this like one girl who looks just straight up white. You would not know that mm-hmm. she had like any black in her and she's a quarter black mm-hmm. and she's just like, Oh, I mean like, Oh yeah. My mom's half black. So I'm just like in my head, I'm like, well, I'm not going to take you seriously mm-hmm. as a black person because you're, you walk through this world as a white person, mm-hmm. you receive white privilege. Mm-hmm. And I like, I just can't take you seriously as being like, okay, cool. You have like a quarter of blackness and you, mm-hmm. you're still white. Like you, mm-hmm. you still look white and you still mm-hmm. receive all the great things associated with your skin color. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just like where I'm at is I think it's all about how, because like the, how the world perceives you is going to be the way the world treats mm-hmm. you. And it's going to look like she could walk around in a head wrap and I would look at her sideways. I would mm-hmm. give her hella side eye because you're like in my eyes, you're a white woman. I don't mm-hmm. care what percentage black you are, but if, like people are going to see you in a head wrap and think that like, why is this white woman doing this? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so interesting because I have no, <laughs> I have no answer to this question because I think race is so much more complex. Mm hmm. I think if you have part of this blackness in you, maybe the world does say, mm, 
I don't necessarily see you as black, mm-hmm. but you still have black family. You still go to black barbecues. You're still like in these things. And you don't, that's true. You don't walk through the world in the same way. But I mean, in reality, I don't walk through the world in the same way that you do just based off of our skin tones. I mean, well, I kind of think also is because you were raised by a white woman. <laughs> Why do you think I walk through the world differently? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, because like in like some of our previous conversations mm-hmm. and on some of our previous episodes, mm-hmm. you've like had more of a mentality of a white person mm-hmm. um, where so you've like said like, why do we need a black history month? Why mm-hmm. isn't there a white history mm-hmm. month? And like me growing up with a black mom mm-hmm. being fully aware and like living in a and growing up in a black community and not experiencing mm-hmm. like not really experiencing like racism mm-hmm. on a real level. I didn't really experience like mm-hmm. the death of um, outwardly race, like outward racism until I went to university of Illinois. And I just think it's like our, the the reasons we walk through the world differently is because we were mm-hmm. raised differently by mm-hmm. women of different right races. That's so interesting to me because I do think you're very right that because I was raised by white people, I, like move the world very differently, but I experienced, I experienced racism from a very young age. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that's very interesting, but I will also say that I think it's a level of your mom being particularly good about passing that information to you because I knew many and still know many black people who would be, who would be pulling a Stacey dash mm-hmm. who would be like, racism, not an issue. If you like, you either want to segregate or you want to, you know, integrate. Like, why do we need this Black History Month? And now I look at people and I'm like, I don't get why you don't understand this. But I will say, I think it's that there are many black people in this world who just have not. I don't know if it's been lucky enough. to like just have a parent who's who does that. Yeah. Who knows that and I, like passes it. To well, because I also like my mom, like grew up in the era, like she grew up, like started coming of age in the black power era mm-hmm. and like where like, you know, the Black Panthers taught that black was beautiful mm-hmm. and, you know, James Brown singing, I'm black and I'm proud. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that has like that influenced the way that mm-hmm. she wanted me to understand my blackness. And it was just just mm-hmm. like be proud of being black. So what if this has gotten way off of beauty? Yeah. But this is very interesting <laughs> to me. What if your child who is half white mm-hmm. decides that they want to identify as white? Um, if they're perceived that way, I'll allow them to identify as white. So if they look more white. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. I mean, that could be a possibility, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure my African side is going to be like, no, you about to <laughs> have some look 100% melanin. black. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you were going to, you were going to be black for sure. So um, but no, it's definitely something that I think about. And since like race is just a social construction, mm-hmm. I, I rather go like, like go through based on like perception of others. Like race is like not a real thing. We're not like, I mean, we're, we're different, but we're not really mm-hmm. in the grand scope. And so if my children are perceived as white, I'm like, go and get the privilege that goes with it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, actively fight against it, mm-hmm. <laughs> actively fight against the privilege that you're about to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so interesting. Oh, 
And be prepared for people to say your your babies are the cutest babies because they're mixed babies. Because yeah. we're talking about beauty. <laughs> that will happen. <laughs> it makes me so sad, too. Because yeah. I'm like, first of all, all babies are beautiful. Not no. cute. Okay. Not cute. Okay. But but their skin tone is still beautiful. It has yeah. nothing to do with their cuteness. <laughs> Some babies are ugly and not, yeah. and not beautiful. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. There's like, oh, you're beautiful because you're human. Yeah. But you're not cute because you're not cute. <laughs> that When you think about that for the rest of the night, you'll understand what I'm saying. And this moment, no, I totally it makes no understand. sense to you. No, but, it totally makes sense because some babies are ugly. Like, yo, it's just straight up. And that's just the fact. You're, you're growing into your face and... Anyway, anyway, I think all babies go through an ugly face. Even like the cutest babies <gasps> all go through an ugly face. <gasps> Can I say, okay, I'm going to give a shout out to my friends, Chris and Shannon. <laughs> Their baby has looked cute since day one. Well, that face know. doesn't not happen. That face does not happen until they were like five, six months in. Look, look, I got to show you a picture of this baby straight out the womb. I was like, how does it look like something? Because <laughs> usually babies look fugly to me. I'm like, I don't want to hold you. Because you're so ugly. I want to be quiet. <laughs> My question well, was. Well, I guess what we're saying, Chris and Shannon, your baby is really cute. So That's cute. what we're saying. It's so cute. Um, but back to the point. Yeah. Of beauty. <laughs> People are going to be like, your kids are the cutest because they're mixed. How are you going to confront that? Or are you going to be like, you're bright. My kids are beautiful. Well, I'm just going to be like, oh, it's not because they're mixed. It's because they have two attractive parents. Drop the mic and go. Probably not drop the mic because I will carry one. You literally but, never have a mic. And I would, I would catch it say, before you dropped it. <laughs> and I would not let you have that moment of glory. But no, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like, no, it's because he like this child came out to attractive parents. Also, I do think your kids are gonna be cute, but this has more to do with people who aren't cute. Mm-hmm. By current standards. <laughs> so according to any, you know, various standards, people are mm-hmm. cute and people are ugly. But I think it's sometimes it's about confidence. It's not really about mm-hmm. how you look. Because I've seen some pretty, you know, people who are, quote, not so attractive, mm-hmm. but who are really confident. I'm like, oh. I mean, I think confidence is so important. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like, how are you going to ex- other, expect other people to like you or be into you? And you're, you don't like yourself and you're not into yourself. I think confidence is like plays like such a huge role mm-hmm. in beauty because it's it's the idea of like self-love. Mm-hmm. And like what RuPaul says after every episode of Drag Race, um, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Mm-hmm. And like... I guess we'll get into an episode about like self-love, but self-love is everything when, because you project, when you love yourself, you project a glow, like this natural glow that people see and mm-hmm. people catch on to and people want to be around, like people want to be around pe- other people who are ha- happy and like healthy and like love themselves. Sometimes people hate that though. Because well, they just they're like, haters. yourself too much. They're That's haters. why people hate Kanye because Kanye loves himself too much. <laughs> and he's Quote, also... Too much kind of a madman but <laughs> but i have learned some stuff from kanye okay i've been like i need to be more confident in myself i need to speak some things into an existence future grammy award winner misha Aran on this podcast right now thank you kanye it's teaching me i mean this will be on the universe now speaking of confidence mm-hmm. i think that any person who wants to learn confidence man woman anybody who doesn't identify as either one of those should put on red lipstick <laughs> 
because in order to rock red, I think you, <laughs> I think you gotta like, you just gotta have some confidence. You gotta yeah. find the confidence to even walk out the door, because that stuff, it can go real wrong real quick. If you ain't confident. People be like, "Whoa, did you fall on a beat?" No, I put this on today. I'm just saying, red lipstick, <laughs> nose rings. Things that you gotta just be confident. So you're just like you're literally just describing yourself right now. Yeah, because I'm super. I'm. I told you I'm trying to be like Kanye. <laughs> Let me tell you, when I get my braids, I won't be unstoppable. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna hate being around me because you're gonna be like, why is this person so into herself? <laughs> I'm just warning. You. I mean, you can be confident and not be vain. You know? Nah. <laughs> I do not draw a line. Okay. <laughs> Or there's a line I'm going to jump over. I'm going to step on the line. I'm going to jump over. And I'm thinking about getting me some new glasses. Because I told you, I got my, my eyes to the prize and my head of what I need to be looking like. I'm going to be there. Or what's wrong with your Malcolm X glasses? Nothing. I think but, they look dope. No, no, I like the look of them, but they're yeah. just too big for my face. Oh, okay. They keep sliding on like this, and I always <laughs> have to push them up. They have fallen off a few times. That is not good for glasses. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to figure out what style. How can we all wear contacts? Let me tell you. I think glasses are beautiful. I think contacts are beautiful. When I was at Yale, I was like, you know what? I want contacts. Because in the wintertime, then I can wear my scarf up high. And then I won't fog my glasses because I won't have them. (laughs) But let me tell you what happened. I went to the doctor, got contacts. And I hated it because the world was so fat in my eyes. I think my eyes were not used to... The way in which the, I don't know how the contacts fix your vision. I don't know. But all of a sudden I opened my eyes with contacts in and everything looked like five times larger. That's so weird. I know people look larger. And this was the moment when I was like, I can't do this. I went to a coffee shop and I ordered a coffee and I was reaching my hand into my bag and my hand looked the size of an elephant. And I got emotional. I was like, no, Lord. Did you talk to your eye doctor about this? this I called my friend and I was like, Rachel, the world looks really big and I don't like it. And then when I got home, I looked at myself. I looked like I was 500 pounds. I was like, no, Lord, I got to go back to this life of illusion where everything looks small. Well, I mean, everything is is actual size (laughs) when you wear glasses. Yeah, but I don't know what happened with those contacts. Maybe my eyes just needed to adjust. It could have been the brand, too. Yo, cat, because it was like, it felt like the world was so big. Like I was an ant. That's what it <laughs> felt like. I couldn't deal with it. People have told me that I look better without my glasses. I kind of get offended. Like, <laughs> I've been wearing glasses since first grade. Have you been telling me most of my life I've been ugly? No, I think that people want to see your big, beautiful eyes. So and your eye makeup game. When I put effort, my eye makeup game is strong. Yes. And how are people going to see it through your glasses? You just got to put more on. But let me tell you what isn't strong. My eyebrow game. (laughs) It literally looks like my skull is balding right here above my eyes because my (laughs) eyebrows are so thin. They're not that thin. What is with everybody's emphasis on eyebrows right now? For like the um, last five years, everybody's been on this eyebrow kick. Uh, okay, I rather everyone want like thick eyebrows than those like thin one line across your the top of your eyelid. Those are those are biggest and high score. Buying. It's like terrifying. those are so unnatural. There's, oh, I I love that everyone's into like nice Big thick brows. eyebrows. Yeah. 
Sometimes I wish I could just like implant. I mean, I guess I could implant some hairs, but I'm just going to learn how to fill yep. these in a little. You don't Are think they? my eyebrows is thin? No, I think they look fine. Wow. Should I should I not like your eyebrows? No. Because I can I, start doing I it. I really like the fact that you like my eyebrows. Cause I, thought, <laughs> I thought they was, they were not pretty. Oh, no, they're perfectly fine. Oh. <laughs> fine is not what i'm going and for they're, and they're i need like, extraordinary i need to like people to look at me and be like i want her brows you know i mean they're also they have a nice natural shape natural is not what i'm going for <laughs> good brow game is not about looking natural it's about being people looking at you and being like whoa her brow game is strong because they're so precise you know like <laughs> clearly clearly here she was not born with them brows they did some work on them that's what I'm going okay. for. Okay. That is. So that's a your, thing. The corner of your living room is how high I want to go in my fashion. Okay. <laughs> I'm aiming for there. And my brow game. My brows is going to go all the way to my ears. Oh my God. That's no. I will. As a friend, I will not allow that. You'll mark your butt. <laughs> just like I'll just constantly have makeup remover wipes and just like wipe just your wipe face. Her. If you ever do this to your brows. No, I like my brows. <laughs> So um, we're gonna go into our next segment, and it's a it's a new one. We're gonna play a little game, and da, da, da. it's like well, it's like kind of a game, kind of a segment. It's a gagment. So let's mm. do this. <laughs> a gagment. Gagment. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just making up words today. So uh, we're gonna name a topic, and um, we're gonna say whether we are for it or against it. And argue our point. Mm-hmm. So get ready. Oh my god, I'm bad at arguing. <laughs> no, Go you're not. It, no, you argue with me so much. You're okay. Um, all right. Are you pro or anti shaving pubic hair? For myself or just in general? Both. For myself, I'm indifferent. Sometimes I do it. Sometimes I this don't. This is not pro anti indifferent. This is pro. No, I'm just saying. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to shave. I will. Sometimes I'm like, f this. I'm not gonna shave. That's literally how I am. <laughs> okay. Do you think other people are you pro anti other people shaving pubic hair? Let me say it like this. I think if people are shaving their pubic hair because they're like, I need to be accepted by somebody else, I'm completely anti. Mm -hmm. If you're shaving because you're like, this makes me personally feel sexy and I want to do it, totally go for it. So I would say, depending on the situation, I'm anti. Okay. Um, It's not, you know, it's not hot. It's not clean. It's not clear to me because for me personally, I'm kind of like, is a part of myself that I feel like is natural and that mm-hmm. I love. And I don't, I don't feel like I should have to shave any part of my body to be accepted by like the person I'm in a relationship with. Yeah. And so I think that doing anything because you're like, I won't be accepted unless I do this. I'm just like anti Yeah. straight out. But if you have come to a point where you're like, I just want to do this. Like I shave under my arms. There's no mm-hmm. like, like actual reason to do that it's just something that i'd like to do and that i I, maybe i've been conditioned to do i don't know i mean well so i have like a question Mm -hmm. so hair hairs are like in certain places for a very particular reason Mm -hmm. like it's like the same reason you don't really grow hair on certain part like you don't you don't have no one really has like hairy tits Mm -hmm. or whatever because hair doesn't really need to be there and it's gonna bother the baby because that's Mm -hmm. what tits are for um 
and like people don't i guess some people have like just full-on body hair Mm -hmm. so i guess i'm more so talking about women here so i mean like we have hair on top of our head to protect Mm -hmm. our heads from the sun and we have hair like inside of our nose to help filter out some of the air that we breathe and we have in our eye on our eyebrows and our eyelashes to keep like shit out of our eyes and we have it down there to protect like your vulva mm-hmm. and to keep like bacteria and shit from like getting in there. What is the point of underarm hair? I don't know. Cause the thing is with, with like pubic hair it, near genitals, like I've also heard it's not good to have too, like crazy too much because then yeah. it's just like a breeding ground. So like there has to be, <laughs> there has to be like a balance of like, yeah, you don't need to be like, bald but maybe mm-hmm. you shouldn't be like down to your knees you know what i mean who knows? <laughs> and you who shouldn't knows? be able to braid it <laughs> yeah you should it shouldn't be dreading down there you know what i mean um but what is the point of there's it no, your i mean i guess maybe there has to be a point but there's not there's not a single point that i could ever think of but i know that like armpits do have some sensitive glands in there so maybe that's why maybe it's because of your sweat glands hmm interesting yeah are you pro or anti uh anti because i i feel like you know the hair's there for a reason and also i used to get really concerned about like all the infections that can happen from like mm-hmm. shaving and waxing mm-hmm. and you it's get, so uncomfortable i don't yeah. get why people do yeah well, i do like get painful. why people do it because it's painful the yeah. world tells us that we're not beautiful unless right we do it. and i don't like that it's a like a beauty standard because I feel like this beauty standard was started by men. Mm-hmm. This is a patriarchal beauty standard. Well, I also... Okay, I'm sorry if men are, like, hairless who are listening. <laughs> or I should say, like, if if the person I'm dating is naturally hairless, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I've always found it a little weird when they feel the need to shave. Because mm-hmm. I have never been a person that's like, you need to shave your chest hair off. Or, like, you need to shave. I'm kind of like, that's just the way your body comes. Like, yeah. you can just stay that way. But I've always just been like, I don't understand like why you feel the need to like be so smooth. Like I don't. But in the same way, maybe that women swimmers. Are made to feel- <laughs> maybe they just swim a lot. Yeah. But in the same way that women are made to feel like they have to be smooth as well, I think a lot of times men are made to feel that way as well. Yeah. So the whole manscaping movement of the '90s and early mm-hmm. aughts. I don't get it. But all right, are you pro or anti-vaccination? I am generally, genuine, that's a hard word. In general, I am Mm pro-vaccine. I think that if you decide not to vaccine your kids, that is cool. But because my kids are vaccine, they won't be getting sick from your kids. Yeah. So I think it's cool. I think you can decide what you want. My kids, I think, will be vaccinated. So, I mean, don't you find it... I like personally find it kind of like irresponsible when parents don't vaccinate their children. I mean, Mm -hmm. so I, you have the right to choose for your child, but then also, you know, polio is not really a thing anymore and mumps are not really a thing anymore because people have been reliably getting vaccinated for the last several decades. Like for many of decades, we have prevented disease and like the and now there's been such a huge surge like a huge comeback and diseases that people got in the 1930s and 1940s and it's and it's like wait do i have a vaccine against that 
Do I have a vaccination against some diseases? Yes. Okay. <laughs> if, you're, if your mom's not an anti-vaxxer. No, she's not anti I mean, because you're required to get immu- immunized before entering um, most like elementary and high school. Well, I will say for many people, there is the whole like urban legend of it being linked to autism, mm-hmm. being linked to other like mental issues. Mm-hmm. So I think that people who are against vaccines in their head at least have reasons for not doing it. Mm-hmm. And the reason the reason I wouldn't go so far as to call it irresponsible is I don't think it's I don't think that a lot of parents I want to be gracious here. <laughs> I don't think that a lot of parents are just like, I just want my kid to die. So mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna do it or I just want to smoke weed and I'm not gonna take them to get their polio vaccine. Some people probably are. <laughs> I think that they typically and to get to the point of where they're like, I'm anti-vaccine, have rationalized it in a way. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like a spiritual reason for not necessarily doing it. Maybe it's, you know, the whole myth thing of being, of it linking to autism. So I wouldn't call it irrational because I think there are ways of like getting there. I personally just think that the research that I have read has not caused me to be anti-vaccine. Yeah. And I feel, I personally feel bad for kids who yeah. die because they're children. Yes. Parents. Like kids are actively dying because of this. And it's, that's, that's like, that's gross. Like that's kind of negligent in my eyes. But, and then also I, mean, I, I feel bad for like infants who are too young to get mm-hmm. vaccinations who die from this, mm-hmm. from other disgusting diseased children with mm-hmm. polio and shit. Mm-hmm. Like that, I think that's what really pisses me off because it's like, your child is a walking public health risk. I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be really extreme. But like, for example, I feel the same way about feeding your children meat. I think Mm -hmm. it's really irresponsible because I'm like, I think this is really unhealthy for your child. That's a very extreme example, but I'm kind of like, I think that is all to say. I think there is a way on either side of issues to rationalize things. I mean, yeah, that is a really extreme example. That's all I can say. No, it's not extreme <laughs> for me because I'm high risk for colon cancer. So okay. eating me actually does increase that. Anyway, so that has nothing to do with you. That's my own personal thing. Okay. I'm like, I don't want my children to die of colon cancer. They're well, I mean, that's, that's responsible. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just... So you seem very pro-vaccine. Yeah, I think... I guess, like, the only vaccine that I'm not necessarily pro or anti is like the flu vaccine i think you should get the flu vaccine if you're like at higher risk of catching mm-hmm. the flu i've personally every time i've gotten the flu vaccine i've gotten the flu that mm-hmm. very winter and then every winter where i opted out of my flu vaccine i have been healthy like mm-hmm. at most a light cold and so that's why i'm like I, i'm yeah, not very high sense. up on my flu vaccine I mean, if you're like 98 years old and your immune yeah. system is basically like, bye-bye, yeah. maybe you should get the flu vaccine. If you, yeah, if, you, if you're if you a susceptible population, I, it makes sense. I'll probably start getting flu vaccines when I get older. Mm-hmm. But right now, when they're making me sick and... they, I know so many people who actually get sick from getting them. Yeah. Like, because the whole vaccine is like, here's a little bit of the thing. Yeah. We're going to get you a little bit sick and I hope it doesn't blow up. <laughs> Not true for a cat. She blows up for her every single time yeah. she gets it. I mean, I'll probably like get my children flu shots. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, so I'm not anti, I'm not anti flu shots. I'm, I'm pro if you're a susceptible population, but as a grown ass woman who has 
both gotten flu shots and not gotten flu shots and tracked the her record. I mean, I'm choosing it as like not the best option for myself, especially while I'm young and healthy. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I will say, though, if you've ever been with a child who like a baby or an infant who has had to go get their vaccines, it looks like you're watching a torture scene <laughs> because they are so in pain. And you can see them feeling so betrayed by you <laughs> because they are like, how can you watch this person stab me with needles and yeah. not do anything? It is heartbreaking. No, that was totally me. I had to watch kid. my little brother. Get my my mom would like occasionally comment on like, when I took you to get your vaccines, you were screaming like someone was murdering you. And like, yeah, because it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, as I grew up, I got used to like shots and people drawing my blood and shit but and i mean as an adult i'm fine but i don't know i feel like you need to either like hype up your kids or like give them make them nice and relaxed and like teach them because like my mom didn't really say like oh it's not really a big deal and now i have this stranger stabbing me with a needle i've can if they like do it when you're asleep can they like put the kids to sleep and then just vaccinate? i don't know i don't know maybe i'll I just feel like you need to talk to your kids and like let them know that it's like not going to be that bad. So I blame my mom. Blame you 100% for me screaming up and through the hospital. It's all your fault, Kim. I was a weird kid. I, you're I still remember, you're a weird adult, so I'm not you. surprised. That is a compliment. <laughs> Shooting for the moon. Um, <laughs> that was the Hitler I, know, not I, was like, I was like, you just straight up pounded <laughs> I remember going into the doctor's <laughs> office and asking for a shot. You're I was weird. like, can I get a shot? Of water, and they were like, <laughs> "No, you can't just get a shot." Okay. But now as an adult, I hate it. I'm like, mm, "Please don't make me do this." Anyway, all right. For the next one, are you pro or anti fortune telling? <laughs> That's funny. Cat, <laughs> yeah. you go with this one okay. first. Pro or anti? All right, I'm gonna say pro because I just watched this this Buzzfeed video of these people taking their pets to a pet psychic and the, a lot of the things she said was really accurate apparently and i would love to i would take my dog to a pet psychic i don't know if i trust human psychic or like not human psychic or psychic too like i don't i don't i wouldn't go to like a medium because i don't want there's no one who is who has died in my life that i want to talk to um and then i wouldn't go to i wouldn't go to a psychic because i don't know if i i don't know how confident i am um, because I think like, I think there are some actual real life psychics mm. and median mediums. Um, but then there are also some phonies. Mm. Um, so fortune telling overall. And like, I used to really read a lot of horoscopes when I was a kid. I used to like read horoscopes every day, but then I eventually realized that they were way too general and not real at all. You're going to eat today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay today the sun will rise in the east (laughs) (laughs) wait why didn't it rise mom horoscope was wrong um and it's so i don't know i think that i am pro real like psychics and Mm. mediums because i don't know i think that i'm a spiritual person so there's a lot more out there i I think spirits want to talk with us i think like Mm. Our animals want to talk to us. I think everything in the universe is trying to communicate with everything, but we don't. Just, we don't all share the same language. You know, 
Science tells me that I should be anti. Mm-hmm. But I've had some life experiences that tell me I might need to be pro. Let me tell you what I mean, Kat. I mean, go ahead. Like, for example, when I was little, I believed that my my sister's dad was my dad. Because mm-hmm. that's what I was raised to believe. Mm-hmm. And I remember this very explicit dream of me sitting on the front porch with my sister's dad. And he looked at me and he said... I want you to know I'm not your real dad. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And when I woke up, I I just disregarded it because I was like six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. And then when I was eight, my mom ended up telling me my, my sister's dad was not my dad. It's things like that. It's dreams like that where I'm like, hmm. The universe is trying to communicate with exactly. you. Exactly. I think where dreams I'm are like, a real fun place to do it. Yeah. Mm. All of that to say, it makes no sense in my mind yeah. why that should be true, why that should be the case. Like, there is no scientific reasoning why I can justify that. But those types of experiences, which have happened multiple times, tell me there's, like, something mm-hmm. interesting happening. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? If you feel like you got a gift, go with it. <laughs> I accidentally went and walked into this fortune teller shop because I thought it was a place for just incense. Mm-hmm. This was like two weeks ago. And the woman walked out and she was like, she looked like she had been waiting for me. I was like, <laughs> I just bought my incense and left. Cause it really scared me. <laughs> and then I reckon I saw that it's a fortune telling on the door. <laughs> I didn't do it. It scared me. <laughs> I, I, I put those incense away. Cause I was so scared afterwards. I was like, nah, I'm not burning these. She might have a camera in them. <laughs> <laughs> you see a camera camera cat that's what i said you said a camera i okay yeah in the incense camera there have been crazier things like donald trump and president. <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> that is like my standard now people are like they're so stupid i'm like have you seen the presidential race <laughs> how could anything be impossible right yeah at this point nothing's impossible that's Thank scary you, donald trump sad. <laughs> winning arguments for me. <laughs> All right, great. Thank you so much for tuning in today and listening to us. And um, yeah, and for continually listening to us, even though Misha's pro Donald Trump. And <laughs> that's right <laughs> um, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter iTunes and Stitcher uh, you can also check out our website at unlearnpodcast.com send us your letters or comments or compliments preferably compliments to unlearned pod- no uh, critiques <laughs> no criti- <laughs> we, we don't accept your criticism um, but you can send that to unlearnedpodcast at gmail.com um, tweet us at unlearned underscore shy and find us on Facebook at unlearned. So yeah, thanks so much for tuning in and have a great day. Bye. Bye.